Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Charisma Leader Magazine. It's a resource for the Christ follower in the marketplace. Fantastic articles with great content. Actually, it's not just for people in the marketplace. Because like the head, the, the cover of this latest magazine is mobilizing moms. And sometimes moms aren't out of the marketplace, but they work. Work really, really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, fantastic articles every time with great content that will inspire you to be the best you can be in any position that you hold. This spring issue features three faith and work ministries. Danita Bai with Millennials Matter, the ministry of She Works His Way, which we haven't had on the air yet. We got to do that, Martha. We got to we we'll work that on that. And of course, a story, not of course, but really cool, a story about I Work For Him. I'd encourage you to get a copy today at charismamag.com, charismamag.com. Join us to talk about the mission of Charisma. Joining us to talk about the mission of the Charisma Leader Magazine is Dr. Steve Green. He's the publisher and executive editor of the Charisma Media Group and executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network, which we have got to become part of. His latest book is Love Leads, and we're going to talk all about all of this on the show today. New resources for our I Work For Him audience. Dr. Steve Green, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you, Jim. It's an honor to be on your show. I've been impressed with you from afar, literally afar, and just honored to be able to spend some time with both of you and Martha. Well, we are so grateful to have you on the air with us today. And one of the things that we always make a point to do with new guests that come on the show is give our listeners a little glimpse into your life. And we love to do that through you sharing how you became a follower of Jesus Christ. Well, thanks, Martha. And I'm glad you asked. I have don't think I've been asked that question one time, probably in 20, 30 years. And certainly not in this job. No one's really asked mm. for that essence of, of uh, testimony. But I will just tell you that I had a praying grandmother that was a Lois to me. And I was lived in, lived in a home that were not Christians. We didn't go to church. Uh, in fact, I was forbidden to go. I remember, mm. you know, a lot of kids sneak out of the house, go out and party on Friday night or Saturday. I literally snuck out of the house on a Sunday morning to go to church with my grandmother and got in a lot of trouble for it, and you can imagine how that went for me. But my my Lois kept praying for me, and I was part of the charismatic movement back in the 1970s when I was saved. I was still the Holy Spirit at the same time, radically saved, radically filled, and things just began to change my life. I'd been married. We got married at 19 years old. Still married to the same woman Excellent. 47 years ago. Mm. And Jesus has been the center of our life from the time we met. In fact, my first job uh, in Christianity was with Bob Harrington on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, the chaplain of Bourbon Street. That was my beginning ministry, handing out tracts, hand-to-hand combat, uh, working with people that were there on Bourbon Street visiting, and, and not the drunks, not the just people down there having fun. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got my start, and that's really what I think were the essence of ministry formed in my heart. Dr. Steve Green, as you, I just want to know, at what point in time did you realize the connection between your faith and your work? So you started off preaching on Bourbon Street, but a lot of people have the big disconnect between between following Jesus and going to work on Monday morning. How did you make that connection to know that those are supposed to be intricately connected? 
I was I was there, but I wasn't there, Jim. It's a great question and another one that I've never been asked. But what I found is that I was doing work, and I was I was a graduate in marketing, got an MBA and a PhD in marketing, ended up teaching as a college professor, and of course you don't bring that into the classroom with you in secular universities, like where I was teaching and teaching a marketing subject. You know, I had to be very careful to be marketplace oriented. And, and not be kingdom oriented in the classroom. So it was a battle. It was, it, it was difficult. They lived the life, did model the life, but very difficult to talk about it the way I would do on Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. So there was a place at which I got a lot older. Now, you know, I was doing all the right things when I was younger, raising a family. We we're in church, we we're busy preaching, doing all the things you'd expect me to have done. But there was a time in which I said, I understood the difference between success and significant you read halftime you read halftime didn't you sir no i didn't you didn't that's that's what that book's all about you said the you said the key words resonated in wow that's awesome okay sorry but i got there and i don't want to interrupt you because you've got a lot more to say than i do no 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 (laughs) i I was invited to go to zimbabwe uh not as a mission but to go speak uh, on entrepreneurship starting your own business and teach those africans as much as we could about starting your own business that's the auspices in which I traveled, and then I spoke to 25,000 people a day. Oh, my. And I learned that that was significant, but it wasn't all that successful the way you and I would count a seminar to be successful. That I saw lives change, and it changed my life. Right. And everybody said that, oh, you'll never be the same That's when so you come true. back from Africa. And I was never the same. All right, so this is a leadership magazine, Charisma Leader. People can find out more about it online, charismamag.com, charismamag.com. The spring 2019 issue, this is what people are going to be like, but okay, you said it's about leadership, but there's a mom on the front. And mobilizing moms, it's Mandy Ariato helps families thrive through MOPS International. Now, most moms don't feel that they're leaders. How, how do you help them out? They need a few classes in it, don't they? Because they lead every day. They do. That's right. If a mom isn't leading, we've got a problem, Mm -hmm. and it's in more than Houston. You know, it's the issue that there's some some mothers that know it and get it intuitively that their job is to lead those children to do everything that she can while she works all day. And most us face it most moms today have three or four jobs mm-hmm. they come home from work and then they've got another job and another job and you know they get help from husbands that the, the home today is so challenged to have right time priorities so leadership principles really do apply in every way to the home they sure do and i think what yeah, really the, the wonderful thing is that you're highlighting that and you're making it um front cover news because i yes, think ma'am. a lot of women feel diminished it's almost like the more jobs we're holding, the more diminished we might feel. And, and rather, it's the other way around. And um, we have a very good friend who says, you know, as long as you are leading one other person, you are a leader. And we uh-huh. need to be we need to equip ourselves to be the best leader possibly for the kingdom in whatever workplace we might find ourselves. So this is a great resource to help do that. We want to encourage our listeners to um, connect, to subscribe, to get it for themselves, and also cpnshows.com. I think that there's a lot of great content there that people might um, want to subscribe for as well. So the magazine at charismamag.com, charismamag.com, and then the podcast with all kinds of content out there, cpnshows.com. My whole philosophy is tough on standards, soft on people. Oh, that's very good. Tough on standards soft on people what's that look like give me practical okay 
this is what I expect. If you, if you don't reach our standards, we're going to chat. We're going to coach. We're going to find out what needs to happen for you to come up to standards. Now, what can I do to help you? How can I pray for you? But Jesus corrected. Mm-hmm. There was no question that he had a correcting leadership style, but he loved after. He, he said to his own disciples, after they had messed up three or four times, he said, okay, he corrected them, and he said, now let's go to the next village. He loved them, corrected them, and moved on. So we're talking with Dr. Steve Green. He's the guy in charge of the whole Charisma Media Group. He's got 50 people there. We're asking him tough questions, but we want to talk to him. He just released this book just a little while ago called Love Leads. On the back of the book, it says, If God is love and I have not love, how then shall I lead? And this is a whole new idea, Dr. Steve Green, that love should flow from leadership because in the 50s, in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s, there wasn't anybody saying, hey, the best way to get the best out of your people was to love the living daylights out of them. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) you're right. That's exactly the truth. In fact, I've had pastors tell me, see, this book's not going to sell. Pastors don't want to do this. We're talking about pastoral leadership. <laughs> that is so true. They, they don't believe that they can move people this way. And yet, they preach a Bible in which the leader moves people that way. Mm-hmm. He didn't move people by chewing them out. He set standards for them. He was the best question asker oh, that I've ever known as, in, as a leader. Leaders ask questions. Managers make statements. What question? you got a minute and a half left. What question should I have asked you that I haven't asked you yet? <laughs> Uh, why I wanted to be on your show. How oh, about that? Okay. Because we need to support Christian content. That all of us say we want this. We want shows like that we're going to find on the Hallmark Channel. We love them. That it's, it's a good program to watch and to be encouraged by. But what I want to do is encourage you and Martha and make sure that people understand how important it is to support these shows, to listen to talk about them, to tell people that you found a place where you get good news and good people trying to do kingdom work every day in every show. Maybe. You said something interesting that it surprised you that nonprofits um, really picked up this book in the in the church realm and in organizations to help them in leading their organization. And I'm guessing that it might be because of you know the title going in with love maybe is a little harder sell in the um, secular work environment. But yet mm-hmm. we truly believe that there's so much good and truth in there that we just we want to encourage people outside of the, the nonprofit to really look at it because the fact that we can um, love our people in a way in leadership and um, get, honestly, probably more out of them in productivity and in excellence and some of the things you talked about um, – if they would just embrace the fact that love is defined differently than what our culture has kind of showed us. Don't you think that that's part of the problem with just the word love is that our culture has kind of, um, you know, taken that over in a, in a negative way? Yes, it has. And the word, when you say love to someone, in fact, Someone interviewed me recently that said the controversial book, Love Leads, because he did not believe he could lead an organization with love. And you didn't think you wrote a controversial book. He called it controversial. Wow. And I didn't know it was a controversy over it. That was just love. Well, Mm -hmm. And there's such a big misunderstanding about what love is. So what would you tell the guy? Well, I asked him how he treated people. I said, you know, we've got this model for treating people 
that suddenly call the golden rule, treat people like you want to be treated. To me, that sounds selfish. So I'm going to treat you well so you treat me well. My model is, I believe Jesus taught that this way, if you look at his scripture and what he says, is treat everyone better than you expect to be treated. Treat everyone better in a higher level than you ever expect anyone to treat you. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, that's love leadership. I do things for my team that I don't expect them to do. So towards the end of your book, you say something that I want you to explain. You say, okay. love-driven leaders are excellent followers. Hmm. It'd be helpful if I could say it right, right? Love-driven leaders are excellent followers of the ultimate love-driven leader. Oh, my. Isn't that powerful? Mm -hmm. And you wrote it. Well, I didn't know that. (laughs) 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 That might not have been very humble in my approach. So expand on that, though. If I don't follow Jesus, I have no business leading. I, I, I just feel that way. If I don't have enough wisdom to follow the one who died for me so that I might have gifts and talents and abilities and to be able to live a life that's prosperous, then what business do I, what hope do I have to give people? Something carnal? Do I I work hard and you'll get this in two weeks? Or, you know, serve the Lord in your work, do what God's called you to do, use the gifts God has given you, and you're going to live a life above and beyond your beliefs. We're not worried about just what happens between baptism and burial. I, I want you to understand how to live while you're living for Christ, not after, not about heaven. It's about now. And I believe when we do that, we're qualified to lead. First qualification, in my opinion, is follow Jesus. Simple enough to do. Just to, yeah. <laughs> when we first start well, demonstrating at home, love your wife like Christ loved the church. Simple enough, guys. If you can get that yeah. accomplished, she'll have no problem submitting to your leadership. I mean, that's really, this is, what you're talking about doing is loving with the intensity that Jesus loved. And he loved us so much, he died for us. And, and so we die in the home. And we die at work. Die to self. That's all. Bury your ego. Sorry, Jim. No, it's great. No, why do you? I mean, it's exactly the point, and it's transformational. When there are leaders like that, are their their organizations are transformed. Give an example. I mean, you've been doing a lot of magazine articles, podcasts. Give us an example, really quick, thirty seconds or less, of an organization where you met a leader like that. Uh, Dr. Mark Rutland. He leads Global Servants. He was the president of Oral Roberts University. He is a love leader. He's a servant leader. He, he modeled it. I only worked with him hand-to-hand five years. I saw it every single day. I never saw him deviate or leave it. Never saw a temper fit. Uh, he was intense, and he expected results, but he was a love leader. CharismaMag.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace is our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at IWorkForHim and online, IWorkForHim.com.